Hey there. Welcome to the Incremental Revival Podcast, where we aim to help you, our church members, better understand the what and the why behind all we do here as a church. My name is Michael. I'm here with Pastor Eric. Greetings. Okay, greetings. Um, If you were here at church yesterday, you know that Eric preached a sermon on Ephesians 3, verses... 7 to 13, and there's verse 10, no, verse 9, I should open my my Bible, I was going to say 8, and I was like, no, I didn't hit that soon, Um, in Ephesians, that extols the glories of Christ, basically, really briefly, and it says this, He basically just says, the grace was given to preach to the Gentiles. Here's the statement. The unsearchable riches of Christ. The unsearchable riches of Christ. And one of your points in your sermon yesterday, um, talking about Paul's ministry motivators, basically. Um, Did you write that down? Paul's ministry motivators? No, I just can't remember what you called them. Oh, it was his mindset. My, okay, mindset. But things, say, also like, things that wow, motivate you, you have a better title than I put in the sermon. Hey, call me up next week. I'll help you out this week. Um, and you just said one of, his, one of his mindsets, and this is a motivating mindset, I feel like. Maybe that's why I said that. Christ is unsearchably glorious. Just yeah. rephrasing that for us. And you, th- this was such an impactful part of your sermon. You paused for a moment and you started speaking to us about the names of Christ that scripture applies to him and just gave us a ton of them. And um, we kind of want to just talk about that now. Tell us, kind of give us a little bit of of, of that piece of your sermon, um, the unsearchable glory of Christ, and then maybe just highlight a couple of these names for us. Maybe we can reiterate them again um, and, and encourage our people to kind of dig into this more and consider the glories of christ i'll just yeah i'll first just kind of speak to my own mindset when i was preparing it um as i came to that phrase the unsearchable riches of christ and that paul was called to preach that that was his calling was to preach Mm -hmm. to the gentiles these riches these unsearchable riches and so i was thinking you know part of his mindset is he 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 thinks of the riches of Christ or he thinks of Christ and he thinks of his glory and his riches and what a privilege it is to preach that great a subject that lofty a subject and uh you know we we all like to talk about the things we like mm-hmm. we don't have a problem talking about our favorite sports teams our favorite hobbies our favorite experiences um Paul's most favorite thing in the world was Christ. And mm. so he, when he thought of Christ, he thought of unsearchable riches. And so I was, I, I was thinking about how am I going to convey this? Because I don't just, I didn't just want to say that, you know, explaining the fact that Paul preached the gospel. I didn't just want to explain that it was his role to preach the riches of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have been true, but I thought, I, I think it'd be important to get inside Paul's heart a little bit. And 
what does he mean when he talks about unsearchable riches? And then I thought, I want to not just tell our people that Paul preached the unsearchable riches. I want to preach the unsearchable riches. So I'm not going to talk about what Paul did. I want to do that right here and say, this is the kind of stuff that Paul Mm -hmm. thought of when he thought of the riches of Christ. So I, um, in my own, I played with the idea. I, I decided not to, but I played with the idea of just having one sermon, an entire sermon. Yeah. Just, titled the unsearchable riches of christ and just kind of glory in jesus christ for a whole hour um, which still would be very great to do Um, but what i decided to do is just end that point uh, reflect on jesus not his work Mm. only i started there but who he is what kind of savior is he And I decided that one of the ways I could do that was to reflect on the various names that he's given in both Old and New Testaments. Um, So actually, any one of you at home could do this. I just searched uh, Bible names for Jesus Christ. And I actually found this website that was uh, really great, uh, very simple, and it had Old and Testament names of Christ, Mm. old, Old and New Testament names of Christ with their scripture references. And man, you want something enriching is to just go down each one and read the scripture and think about it. And once you start stringing them all together, it's like one glory upon another, upon another, it's it's pretty great. So I thought this would be great to put in there. So I did, and then, um, so I started with, okay, this is the the work of Christ, but I also wanna have the names of Christ. And I wanted to add, also, what is Christ doing now? So I quoted S.M. Lockridge. Yeah, yeah. But we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Let's stay on the names of Christ for a moment. Okay. Um, let's just go through a few of these, if you don't mind. Do you have them in front of you? I do. Oh, I, s- I have that- part of your sermon manuscript in front of me. Okay. Um, and let's just, let's just maybe, let's go through some of these. We don't have to go through all of them. Let's just start and let's kind of give some context as to what that means. Okay. First one, you said he's called the almighty yeah uh jesus as the omnipotent son of god second person of the trinity um he is almighty Mm -hmm. and so i mean let's start there he he is without limit in his ability completely powerful yeah can do whatsoever he desires to do Mm -hmm. Revelation calls him the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He's eternal. Yeah. He has no end. Yeah, Alpha, the first letter of the Greek alphabet. Omega, mm-hmm. last letter of the Greek alphabet. He is at the beginning, at the end. So The reality of Christ, the, in some sense, is all-encompassing. Yeah. He has never not existed. The incarnation, he became a man, but he has existed in eternity past. Prior to his incarnation, he will live mm-hmm. forever after having been incarnated, Alpha and Omega. He is the author and perfecter of our faith, says the writer of Hebrews. Yeah, Hebrews 12, too. He is the author of it. That means it's his idea. He wrote our faith into existence. He called it into existence when he saved us. He defines he, it. He makes he, it happen. And he's the finisher or perfecter, or completer, that he will bring our faith to its appropriate conclusion. He will perfect us in himself. 
So Christ not only saves, but he will see to it that we are completely sanctified in heaven. It's bringing us along in that in some sense. Um, here's one. I think this is from one of Paul's prayers. Blessed son and only potentate. Uh, the blessed not a word you say very often. Potentate. Yeah, that's 1 Timothy 6.15. Uh, you know, potentate, the absolute all-powerful ruler of everything. The ultimate sovereign one who just has control blessed is the idea even of um like eternal happiness like mm. unchangeably joyful that that's jesus, remarkable jesus himself is a never-ending spring of enthusiastic joy and he rules over his universe mm -hmm. without any rival he's called the lord of lords yep that's yeah, a common one we hear mm -hmm. mentioned different parts of scripture um John 1, 1, he's the word of God. Yeah. So, yeah, the creative power of God is, you know, his word. And you see in Genesis, he speaks, God speaks, and the world comes into existence. And Jesus was, is that word that is God and is with God. And so Jesus is also part of the creation. We sometimes think that's God the Father acting and Jesus didn't come till later. Mm -hmm. Now, Jesus was part of the creation, or part, not part of the creation, part of bringing into existence the creation. He is the creator, and yet also entered into the very thing he created as, as a man. We know that he is the I am from his own mouth. Yeah, John 8 and several other places in John. That is equating him with the Old Testament revelation where God mm -hmm. revealed himself as Yahweh, I am. So Jesus says, that's, that's who I am. I am the eternal God. And then he has numerous statements throughout the book of John. I'm the bread of life. Yep. I'm living water. He speaks to the woman at the well. Um, I am the good shepherd. Yeah, I am the exactly. door. Mm -hmm. um, and what is he kind of showing us there? Well, his life-giving nature most often, um, his care for his people the fact that John 14, 6 would tell us he's the way, the truth, and the life, right? Nobody comes to the Father except through him. Mm -hmm. He's kind of putting these signposts in the ground for us, pointing us to himself and the reality of who he is and how that draws us to him. Yeah. Um, he's called the Wonderful Counselor. Yeah, that's in that passage, that Christmas passage in Isaiah, Isaiah 9, where, yeah, he's... Uh, Wonderful counselor, mighty God, Prince of Peace, everlasting Father. He is, I've been reflecting on that one a lot lately with doing counseling and just reminding myself Jesus mm. is actually the, the wonderful counselor. I'm like the mediocre counselor. <laughs> He's the <laughs> wonderful counselor. So to, to know that he is intimately involved in our, our issues and our problems and our pains to, to counsel us with his word. It's an awesome thought. Just let's end on this one. He's the man of sorrows. Yeah. Acquainted also, with grief. Uh, Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53, yep. And he is the man of sorrows because he suffered and died and took on our sorrows, took on our pain and death um, as the substitute to pay for the sins that we've committed. This week, we're going to put up a blog post with all these names kind of stemming from Eric's sermon. And we're going to list all the scriptures that they go with. Just so you can go back and look through these, read these passages in context. And kind of just glory, glory in Christ and who he is, yeah, his character, what he does. Such a great exercise to do. It will feed your soul, remind you of the whole point 
of Christianity is that we would know and love and worship Christ. And it's so easy to get distracted and even to get distracted in a whole bunch of good things. Um, we're busy with life. We're busy with ministry. We're doing a lot of good stuff. And it's like a Mary and Martha thing where one is busy with much serving, not mm-hmm. bad stuff, but just to sit at the feet of Christ and to listen to him and to see what he's like and to grow near to him is the one thing that's necessary. It's like everything Absolutely. else can fall to the wayside. But if we don't know and love Christ, then the other serving things are, are, are meaningless. Mm-hmm. We don't abide in Christ. We can do nothing. John yeah, remain in him. Yeah. You also talked about, though, you were about to get into it. Not what he's doing now, but let's talk about what did he do? Yeah, just I tried to when I was thinking about Part of his that. glory is his ministry on earth. Yeah. His example to us. He's showing us what the heart of the father's like. Mm. He's showing us how to live as a perfect man. And um, so I just, in my mind, I didn't really pull out any resource for that. I just kind of thought through. When I taught through Mark, what yeah. were the various things I saw him doing? So I just, he taught crowds. He healed the sick. He loved the lost. He helped the hurting. He forgave the criminals. He cast out demons. He controlled the weather. He confronted wickedness. He gave sight to the blind. He made the deaf hear. He made the mute speak. Uh, he died on the cross for wicked criminals. I had that in my mind mm-hmm. there, the thief on the cross. Which yeah. We thought about on this last Good Friday. Um, he paid for their sins. He made them into God's beloved children. Um, so yeah, just the, a brief overview of all these great things he did while on earth is it is because of who he is. Yeah. Uh, his character while he was here expressed itself in this uh continual outpouring of love and grace and kindness and mercy toward the undeserving. Amen. And part of the glory of Christ that we forget sometimes is what happens after the ascension. Do you know this past Thursday? was actually like Ascension Day is what we call it. It's we call 40, it that? Uh, Christians do. Really? But they don't think about it very often. But part of Christ's work is, in fact, him ascending. It's part he of the died. liturgical calendar in some yeah, traditions. Yeah, you just say, okay, it's 40 days after Easter. When was he taken up and ascended into heaven? Um, the reason you emphasize it or you talk about it is to emphasize Christ as a present ministry. Mm-hmm. And you had this great quote that you read from, S.M. Lockridge, never heard of him before, but I'm glad you did. Um, you got to go. Okay, every, every listener, and you, Michael, you've probably never seen this because if you've never heard of him, you, you got to go search on YouTube. That's my king. I've heard this. Oh, you have heard this. I didn't know who it was. It's S.M. Lockridge. Okay, good. Yeah, I've definitely African-American heard preacher of a generation ago, and he's preached. Uh, he, he has That's My King, mm-hmm. and there's a, a it's like a four-minute sermon no, jam. Yeah, I've, I've heard it many places sermon jam yeah, it's so where good. he he is preaching that's my king and he goes off mm. on the glories of christ and this is cool epic music in the background yeah. <laughs> There's these images of christ uh, from i think the passion movie or something but it is i actually have that that video is on my youtube playlist my good friday youtube playlist wow that one along with some other uh clips from sermons that I've loved throughout the year. I have on my, 
on Good Friday, that's just going to go on the on the TV in the Durso household. There you go. So that comes up. My kids all know. We watch it. And then the other one he does is, uh, it's Friday. Have you seen this one? No, I don't know if I've seen that one. <laughs> you got to watch. Watch Good Friday by SM Lockridge as well. Easy. Done. Three or so minutes where he talks about, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. Mm-hmm. Anyway, SM Lockridge in that, in that that's my king sermon as he's just glorying in christ he begins talking about what he's doing right now i'll read it he says he supplies strength to the weak he's available for the tempted and the tried he sympathizes and he saves he guards and he guides he heals the sick he cleanses the lepers he forgives sinners he Mm. discharges debtors he delivers the captives he defends the feeble he blesses the young he serves the unfortunate he regards the aged, he rewards the diligent, and he beautifies the meek. Amazing. Yeah, and, and he just goes on, and it's it's wonderful. Yeah, go listen to that. You can you can pause. You have my permission to pause the podcast and, to go Google listen it. to SM. Unless you're Lockridge. driving. Right. All that, though, just to, again, direct our eyes towards Christ and to point him out as a savior that we have that is glorious, that is beautiful, that deserves our honor and our praise and who we should spend time considering and beholding. Yeah. And I think one of the things we tend to do if we lose sight of the majesty and wonder of Christ and his character, his mercy, his grace, his patience, his kindness, is we don't go to him in our struggles. Mm. I think that's our tendency is why would he want to hear from me again? He's got to be by now disappointed after all the ways I've failed. He's got to have, like, he's probably had it up to here. He's probably fed up. And so you go and you just think of how committed he has made himself to us, not because of our worth, but, but his own love. Absolutely. Um, it compels us to come to him. And it also, it humbles you. You think, you, you begin to grow proud when you stop thinking about who Jesus is. And when you think, this being, <laughs> this God-man, the, in all the majesty and magnitude of who he is, he loves me, he wants me, he wants a relationship with me. He wanted to die for me in my place. He, I was on his mind when he went to the cross. Like I matter to him. And it's incredible. Like you take a, take the, a president or a king and to be noticed by someone like that is like, wow, you feel pretty cool. But the king of the universe or the king of all kings, the, the one that we've described, Alpha and Omega beginning in, he cares about me. And so I, was, I had Angelo or had, had Angelo for lunch today. I, I didn't have you Angelo for lunch. I met with Angelo wow. for lunch today. Um, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Zira. I didn't actually. Um, and we were talking about this and we were both just kind of reminding ourselves of this, this wonderful truth. And we were saying, you know, to be saved by him, is enough for us to just worship him forever. Oh yeah. But then above that, not only it's not like he saved us from hell and brought us 
uh, out of the fires in into a desert where it's like, <laughs> you know, it's not going to kill us. It's just now it's going to be really uncomfortable. We're just we're, we we're, we're alive, but you know, it's going to be kind of a miserable existence. It's he has saved us and he has brought us into the infinite blessings that he wants to pour out on us for all eternity. And so it's, and then he's like, also, oh yes. In addition to that, I want you to be a part of what I'm doing. You're participating in what I'm doing in the world. Mm -hmm. You, my son are, are with me. I mean, how, how, how much dignity he bestows on us to then serve him. And what's even more incredible is that it's, it's not, um, it isn't the service of a of a slave as much as mm -hmm. doulos is used in the bible the way we understand slave it's not often. out of compulsion yeah it's not well it's not demeaning slavery he lifts us so high that it, the bible actually refers to us as reigning with him mm -hmm. that we rule and reign with him that he treats us like kings and queens and and so here we are like seated at the right hand of the father with christ ephesians 2 like we've been raised with mm -hmm. him with dignity we can't fathom like he has bestowed on us such high nobility and dignity um yeah so enough for us to say like we were saying at the end of the sermon yesterday is he worthy like of course of course infinitely so and 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 all I'm not, I can't pay him back now. I'm not mm -hmm. going to try. I can't do that. That's an impossibility. But I get to. It's, a, it's not a have to. It's a get to. It's the highest privilege that you can say, I get to serve Christ. I get to serve his church. Um, where do you want me? How can I help? What do you need? Uh, let me add it because yeah. in doing so, I'm serving the greatest possible cause in the entire universe. When we understand his glory, we joyfully are willing to be spent for him. Yeah. 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 So there's probably not a higher priority you have in your life, Christian, than to really come to grips with Jesus and see him with fresh eyes from the scripture and recommit to him and devote your life to him and be stirred up by him. Yeah. So, when we put out this blog thing, I don't know when it'll come out, Wednesday, Lord probably. willing, this week, but it'll provide that I rewrote or I, I shared what I wrote in the sermon with Michael and Fuzzy, and they're going to make sure it's blog form and it has all the scripture references so you can use it as a little tool in your own devotions to just reflect and gaze upon the glory of the Lord. So we encourage you to check out that blog post and spend some time looking at the references in scripture, um, reading the context, beholding Christ um, just once again, so that like we've been talking about, you might in some part, even though it's unfathomably rich, uh, just behold his glory and be motivated to serve him. Um, and we pray that that would just spur our church on in service to him and love for him. If you'd like to read a book on this subject, we we've loved the book Gentle and Lowly by Dane mm. Orland, where he he kind of unpacks some of these things, the riches of Christ. 
So if you'd like a copy, find one of us. We'll give you a copy. We'll give you a copy. If you're listening to this podcast, you don't have a copy. You'd like one. Tell me or Michael. It's all yours. It's yours. See you next time.